This week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com. Google was valued at almost $2 trillion. Congress approves a broadband a broadband plan for billions. And is MoviePass making a comeback? Those are some of the tech news for this week. That's Sunday, November 14th, 2021. My name is Kirk Corliss. And I'm Scott Ertz. And this episode 97 of GNC Week in Review Podcast, proud partner of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are live on gncweekly.com slash live, so please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you miss the live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are a new listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find on the right-hand side at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. You have a comment, be it on social media or email, and those links can all be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. It's good to be back after a few weeks. I had some major, major, major back problems and a lot of doctor's appointments. Um, so we were moving it to Sunday. So hopefully, knock on wood, back on Friday evenings. But but we are back. Um, so it's been a crazy few weeks with me. Um, so I'm happy to be back with you all, along with Scott. I'm glad we are back with you all. So I'm happy, and we're less than three episodes. We're three episodes away of episode 100. I am so excited. I am so happy. It took three years to get to episode 100. <laughs> you know, I, so I've been looking, and I, and I kind of want to plot it out. I want. I've been looking at kind of the trajectory of F5 Live, mm-hmm. and uh, it definitely has slowed down <laughs> in how quickly we approach milestones. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously, you know, you're doing big projects and we're doing big projects and they get in the way and there's, you know, right. you're, you're fill-in hosting for Todd over on Geek News Central and mm-hmm. you know, we have Roboticon and there's all these things that get in the way and it was slowing down our trajectory. So I kind of want to graph it and see. <laughs> So yeah, it yeah. taking three years to get to a hundred episodes, not not a bad thing, I will tell you. Right. Right. I'm so but I'm so blessed to be, and we're gonna do a lot. And the cool thing is with one episode one hundred, um there's things are in the works. I have a special guest that I've emailed. Um, and I'm not gonna say the the person nor what this person does because it'll give it away completely. Ben Stein. Um, I'm just guessing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish, right? Um, but I want to get, I don't want, we don't want, right. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to give it away. But if I mention, if we mention even a scintilla of this person, it's going to be an easy giveaway. So I had a few, I had a few people that I had in mind. This one was on a top five. So um, I will be, so basically what's going to happen is it's going to, we're still going to do, we're still going to do a tech weekly tech wrap wrap up wrap up the news. Um, we're going to have this person on. Fingers crossed. Um, in email contact, I've sent Twitter messages. Um, but also, we're going to have a giveaway as well. We're not going to go del- delve totally into the the giveaway, but it's going to be really awesome. So if you're not subscribed already, 
or uh, subscribe to this podcast already, please do so. Tune in on, on Friday evenings, 8 p.m. Subscribe to your favorite podcast app. Definitely check it out. But in the meantime, I'm so I'm so static. I'm so static about CES coming. Yes. Um, I'm like, we've got a lot of stuff planned for, for that as well. Um, there's a news item we'll, we'll get to later about that. But I'm like, between now and between episode 100 and CES, you know, this I'm a happy puppy. I'm I'm a happy puppy all around. So, so speaking of CES, mm. uh, we've talked about it a little bit. Uh, it should be launching either tonight or first thing tomorrow. Um, the the hub for our CES content uh, for the last couple of years has been for the Plug Hits Live uh, social channels. There is going to be uh, a, a paid tier on the Plug Hits Live YouTube channel where we're going to publish the edited but not ready for the public interviews. Um, so definitely you're going to want to check that out. Um, we're going to, we're going to put all of the, all of the interviews behind the paywall before they publish. So if you want to see everything early, uh, the goal is to edit and publish the floor interviews, at least some of them while we're there. Uh, so even while we're there, you'll get new content. We're very excited about it. And then the, uh, then they'll publish like always three a day, uh, every day until they're finally done. Uh, they're not going to be pretty. There's going to be no, there's going to be no catchy titles. There's going to be no lower thirds. <laughs> no, no, all the lower thirds. It's going to be the exact same video uh, okay. that everybody will see. Okay. It's the full edited, ready for publish, except there'll be no, Pretty title. There'll be no pretty splash image. There's going to be mm. no video description. What you'll have is company name or file mm. name. So <laughs> CES 2022-001- Energizer Connect at <laughs> CES 2022. <laughs> That's all it's going to be. Um, uh, but you'll get it in some cases weeks before uh, the free subscribers. So that's going to be super cool. Cool. I'm and also very too, excited about that. I'm happy to. I'm happy to. And we also we're also in pre-planning. We're very much in pre-planning right now. And also we're in. The, we're also planning to for G, for this podcast as for, and also for TPN and and the, the whole network. Uh, do behind it. a lot of stuff we did. A lot of stuff was done years back. I want to yeah. bring, but we want we want to bring back. Um, so I just bought, purchased a Sony ZV-1 camera. Nice. Um, so um, I um, so I would love to. I'm we're going to shoot a lot of stuff off the, on the floor. I'm definitely going to Eureka, uh, Eureka Park, um, but also too we're going to get a lot of behind the scenes footage. And I will we will definitely incorporate Geekdom Central, Plug It's Live, um, all the we're trying. Hopefully we'll do all that. But um, but our, for our podcast because we're going to have we have our own YouTube channel. So definitely keep an eye on our channel as well, where I'll be posting stuff, you know, behind it. We have our, our blog. We'll be doing stuff on that as well. But it's what happened, we, we, well, a lot of stuff that TPM done over the years, behind the scenes stuff and floor interviews and things of that nature that we've done in the past, we're going to do more content than ever before. And uh, so yeah. definitely keep an eye on us, Plug Us Live, Geeking Central. Um, definitely, uh, you know, definitely keep an eye on that for that and more more to come so we'll uh anything comes up we'll keep you guys posted just keep an eye on social media and everything else we also have speaking of uh 
cast and crew that might be coming back, which I'm super stoked about. Mm. I'm not awesome. allowed to say nope. I'm not allowed to say more than that yet. Nope. But nope. Uh, nope. Um, our longtime CES uh, viewers will recognize uh, recognize these two. I'm very excited. Yeah. So again, uh, more to come. So we're, we're a lot of stuff that's in the works. A lot of it's behind the scenes stuff. It's secret as he said, so we'll definitely uh, keep you guys all posted. Okay, so we're gonna jump in. Um, it's abbreviated tech news in this po- in this episode because um, uh, Scott's gonna be jo- going on to F5 Live uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern, which is about less than two hours from now. So let's dive into the news. Um, first up, Alphabet, who's uh, Google's parent company, briefly hit a market cap of $2 trillion. Their current their market cap is currently at a comfortable 100, excuse me, 1.98 trillion dollars, but crept over a two trillion mark midday on Monday. We are closing out at two million. No, I'm sorry, two thousand. Is it two thousand nine hundred eighty seven dollars? Nine hundred eighty seven dollars and three cents per share. Um, this is Alphabet's market cap has just about doubled from one trillion dollars since January last year. In the third quarter of 2021, Alphabet had a record quarter, earning a hefty $65.1 billion. The company reported that its revenue soared by 41%, while its profits jumped by about almost 69%. Google Search saw a slight increase in profit, climbing to $37.9 billion from $35.8 billion in the previous quarter. YouTube, who is another Alphabet company, earned $7.7 Point two billion dollars in the recent quarter. So, wow, we uh, Alphabet yeah, is. I believe impressive. they were the second company to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Microsoft did it about six weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, and I think they were the first to do it. Um, and it's so interesting because in the time that you and I have been doing this show together, mm-hmm. I think we watched the first companies hit one trillion. <laughs> Right, you're right. Um, yep. And now here yep. we are with two that have eclipsed two trillion. Um, part of that, of course, has to do with the the deflation of the value of the dollar, uh, right. but it also has a lot to do with um, more stock being available. Uh, so more demand and more uh, availability for for transition um, has really affected the price and big tech, you know, while there are concerns about big tech, uh, mm-hmm. obviously from a value standpoint until um, something like the, uh, the, I can't think of the name of it now. Um, uh, where is it? It starts with a ending platform monopolies act, which is something that we'll be talking about in F5 live later. Um, when something like that goes into effect, we might see, these values tank pretty hard, uh, but until then, everybody's trying to you know, drag every penny out of the stock value that they can. Well, speaking on a side note, I got my Google Pixel 6 Pro. If you watched during the intro, I leaned off like this because I was looking at the back of your phone to make mm-hmm. sure that I saw that you had upgraded. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I just got I Actually, I got it. It the pre-order is on October twenty eighth, and I got it. No joke. I think I got it two days prior. Mm. 
I was like, when, when I got, got in the, the, I can't remember Don't who tell Google somebody screwed up. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I ordered it from Verizon and I'm like, what the heck is this? I, I'm like, what did I order? I, and I remember what I ordered. So I ordered a couple of other things. I'm like, I look up in the box. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I I love it. I love this phone. There's some people that were, that were bitching and moaning about the, about the finger, about the, uh, about the sensor. It's responsive. I haven't any problems with it. So something tells me that, um, that the that third this quarter coming up or probably or probably next quarter or the first quarter of uh, next year they're going to be doing pretty pretty well with uh yeah with with their sales on the google 6 and pro i got the pro um, it's the it's the first time that a pixel has intrigued me mm-hmm. um oh, which is a good it. sign mm-hmm. right i obviously i'm not a big fan of google but mm-hmm. i'm also not a big fan of apple mm-hmm. um so I I have lots of phones. I think I think everybody who knows me knows that. Uh, from my view, I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, and I don't have any pixels. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, telling I'm telling you'll love it. I mean the the it's it's, it's quick, responsive. The camera I haven't used the camera much yet. Um, I think I took a couple of photos, but but overall, it's it's. I, I love it. I mean, it's well worth it. I, w- I mean, I highly recommend it. I mean, I'm not a Google fanboy or anything. I actually no, I actually scratched that. I had pixels and several pixels over the years, and hands down, for me, this blows blows all of them out of, out of the water. So yeah, they decided to really take a chance on this one, and I mm-hmm. think that I think the yep. chance that they took is going to pan out for them. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they've even tr- intrigued me, which. It's complicated for Google. I love writing. I I write so many negative things about Google that one time I wrote something positive and they mm-hmm. sent me a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So apparently I say things loudly enough that they are aware of it. Well, but, yeah, they got but, a lot. Yeah. They, they got a lot of good. They have a lot of positive reviews all over a lot of the... Um, a lot of the sites um, and gadget and and um, the Verge and and others have, have have you know sung their praise sung their praise about it and so but yeah definitely a good point. I, again you know you know definitely if if it's and a lot of people won't be able to get from what I understand there are some people I've read online some articles where people that order won't get until January I was like wow that's crazy <laughs> so. You know, so I hope. So I imagine that next quarter coming up, they're going to have an awesome, another awesome quarter. All right. It looks like it looks like you know our friends over at Tom's Guide uh, did a face-off between the Pixel Six and the iPhone I saw Thirteen. It. I saw and it. it. Looks like it looks like they gave it to the Pixel. Yeah. Yep. They did. So I saw that. That was one of the uh, other sites I saw too. All right. Else, other thing going thing going on. President Biden's sixty-five billion dollar broadband plan was passed by the House of Representatives on Friday as part of its one point two trillion dollar infrastructure investment and job act. Um, the biggest portion of the broadband spending is forty-two point forty-five billion dollars for a broadband equity access and deployment program that will give subsidies to ISPs that build in unserved areas. Another $14.2 billion goes to informal 
goes to an affordable connectivity fund that's essentially a longer-term version of the emergency broadband benefit program created for pandemic. Under the new version, which this is mind-boggling, subsidies for eligible household be $30 a month instead of the original $50 a month. Another broadband provision gives $2.75 billion for digital equity grants to states to, quote, facilitate the adoption of broadband by covered populations in order to provide educational and employment opportunities to these populations. Grants can cover a variety of needs, including training, broadband equipment, and, quote, public access computer centers for covered populations through community-anchored institutions. Cover populations include low-income households, racial and ethnic minorities, rural residents, veterans, people with disabilities, people with language barriers, and people who are 60 or older. There's also $2 billion for broadband grants and and loans distributed by the Department of Agriculture's Rural Utility Service, a $2 billion for for tribal broadband connectivity program grants, $1 billion for middle mile network grants, and $600 million in private activity bonds for broadband projects. Um, The White House said on Friday, quote, the bipartisan infrastructure deal will deliver $65 billion to help ensure that every American has access to reliable high-speed internet through an historic investment in broadband infrastructure deployment. The legislation will also help lower prices for internet service and help close the digital divides that more Americans can afford internet access. Um, where on the other side, um, consumer advocacy, advocacy group Public Knowledge CEO Chris Lewis says, quote, we applaud the House and sentiment for passing this important package, which includes a $65 billion investment to make broadband available and affordable across the country. As advocates for, for affordable broadband, we are thrilled. We are thrilled to see the $14.2 billion investment to extend the emergency broadband benefit created in the COVID-19 COVID-19 relief bill. We applaud the bill's provisions that fund digital digital equity initiatives and require internet service providers to use a uniform label so customers will be able to easily compare internet plans. Lewis said it's disappointing that a monthly household subsidy was reduced from $50 a month to $30 a month and urged states to, quote, ensure that their low-cost option takes reduction into account, which I agree 100%. It was a little late to have that, a little late to have that uh, program reduced. I agree with that, agree with that 110%. I also believe that I'm trying to make the funds last longer. Right. But also too, is that, you know, <clears throat> we're putting all this investment in and I, and I, and um, Todd did a story or covered a story on Thursday's episode, I believe where Vodafone is basically putting all, putting more money into their broadband infrastructure, but yet the government, and I'm not, we're not, it's not, we're not going to politics or anything. We're not going to the left or the right, but these companies, Verizon, uh, all these big companies, Spectrum, you, you know, Comcast, what have you, should put their own money into into these into into more broadband infrastructure, rather than a government would have to apply for grants. So, you know, will everyone get broadband? So, I, we've probably talked about this, but there are a couple of issues at at hand with that I, that concept. I understand where this comes from because if you've got three people living out in uh, in a farm community 
right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to cost uh, $35,000 to, to run them a line. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to take 312 years right. to pay that investment off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my parents had a similar situation. There was a, a hardware blowout on, uh, on Frontier's uh, landline, uh, actual like, hello, mm-hmm. tele- telephone system <laughs> in their area because <laughs> they're on just, you know, G- old school GTE copper to the house. Um, and it was going to cost nine grand to repair and they only had seven customers on the back side of it. Uh, and they said, we're not going to repair it. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, I get it because there's no way at $10 a month for a phone line that seven people were ever going to pay off a $9,000 investment. Right. Um, and that's the same case here. So, I mean, sometimes you do need a larger community investment to be able to justify this. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, you've got Elon Musk out there trying to solve it in a different way. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So when there is right. a problem, somebody will solve it. Right. You don't have to always be throwing money at things. Somebody will solve it. And mm-hmm. in this case, Elon Musk has solved that concept. Um, pretty impressively um he just has to get the faa and the fcc and nasa to sign off on his eight hundred thousand satellite constellation <laughs> but that's a different issue right but you know it you know if you want to put money into into you know grants for for things like you know the el- eligible households to reduce the the cost, the monthly cost. Okay. Right. If you want to put grants into, I see that there's a grant for, uh, for facilities that provide internet to people who may not have a computer, you know? Right. Right. I like that as well. I'm, I'm okay Absolutely. with that idea generally. Um, but yeah, paying, paying to build the actual physical infrastructure mm-hmm. is, a, is a wrong headed move. That's what I, Exactly. Exactly. I don't. Th- and also, too, it's like when you're applying for when you're dealing with the government. And again, we're not we're not going political because we're not, st- not steering down that. road. <laughs> we're not going down that rabbit hole. But, you know, when you're dealing with any with any type of government, federal government, state, local government, you know, state or local government, you have to, like, go through. And I'll give you a good example. I had um, I'm trying to get I uh, had um, a secure deposit I'm trying to deal with. And uh, long story. Well, it's a long story and we'll talk off air about this, but long story, it's, it's a, it's lengthy, trust me. But basically I had to go through two different um, government or government departments or government departments or entities that I had to deal with and secure deposit. It was a pain in the butt. It was like months on end months just to try to go like fill out the paperwork. And, I'm, and to this day, uh, November 14th, I'm still waiting for it. So Lovely. like, so, like I said, it's, I mean, it's a mess. It's a law. Lo- it's a, it's a horrendous mess and I don't wish it on anyone. Dealing with the government is a mess. No, the DMV <laughs> always works. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Agreed. I know that's a good trope, but I have to say in Pinellas County, it mm-hmm. doesn't work. The DMV is smooth because <laughs> we eliminated it. The tax collector's office is in charge in Pinellas County. Uh, 
So it's hard for me to say, to, to, to believe my own joke there. Right. Right. But again, but going back to like, if they're applying for grants for offering grants, you know, if someone, a consumer want to apply for a grant, we don't know like how it's I, right now. We don't know the full parameters on this, but my, I'm just playing devil's advocate, devil's advocate. How, I mean, dealing with any type of government grant, government grant, you have to, you have to literally sign away your firstborn basically. Yeah. So like, and how do we know, like what's, and also there's a lot of questions where, where is it going to apply to what, what requirements it's going to be, right. um, where do you have to do? And for some people that need the internet, and I agree, there's a lot of parents that needs the internet for, for kids for schoolwork. That's my whole thing. Education is key and I'm a big proponent for it, mm-hmm. but that's the one thing. Are they going to pick and choose? Is it going to be a certain income? It's like, that's a, a, me- a whole mess beyond that. <clears throat> so it's, that's, that's where it's my whole problem is with these grants. Yeah. That's the one thing it's going to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anytime you create, and we've talked about this many times, anytime you create rules, you've created a game. Anytime you have a game, some people are going to play it better. Um, and so that's going to come into this too. Yep. Uh, you know, if you look at the, the, the PPP stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, statistically, zero of those dollars went to anybody who needed it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just the way these things end up working. So yeah, there's a lot of money out there. Almost none of it will go to the people who need it, though. Right. Exactly. And as far as customer, as far as customer choice and competition, competition, and we talked about this before on the, on the podcast, where you know me, where I live in Hamilton in New Jersey, le- again, like I said, right across the street, there's another town. Literally 100 feet is another town <laughs> in Trenton, and there's Comcast, Verizon, and uh, Altice or, or Optimum. I can't remember the name. They're, they're switching their names so many so many times, uh-huh. but literally. I have my choice. If I wanted to, I can get either Comcast, Optimum, or Verizon. I have Verizon. But there's others. There is no choice. You have one cable company. Yep. That's it. So with this, I mean, they're saying about you know customer, uh, you know customer choice and, and competition and or competition. Good luck. Yeah. So it's because that's the actual problem. Is that mm-hmm. it's not because the government got involved. <laughs> Mm-hmm, exactly, um, and right. made it made it complicated to mm-hmm. to build an internet infrastructure. Um, it's way more expensive. There's no there's no like communal routes or anything, which would have been the right way to do this. Instead, everybody's got to build their own routes. And so, what do we have? I know here in in Pinellas and Hillsborough counties, I know we have a ton of dead fiber that was laid by GTE years ago that when Verizon bought GTE, they went, eh, we'll lay our own. <laughs> and they're in the same place in some cases. They're in different places and others. It, so you end up with all this waste. You end up with, if there was like, you know how like in office buildings, there's those little metal tracks where the, all the wires run like in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. If we had that in the ground, where like somebody says, I want to create a new internet service in Trenton and they can just go and put it into the existing track. Mm-hmm. And then, well, yay. But instead they've got to get all these permits and dig new holes and new trenches. And they've got to make sure so that Verizon doesn't cut 
Time Warner's cables every time they put a shovel to the ground. That didn't happen at all in Hillsborough County. Mm. Every time <laughs> when they were laying files. Oh my God, <laughs> what a disaster. Um, you know, there's all these problems that makes it impossible. Yep. But, you know, if we had like proper cable uh, easements, all mm. this stuff would be easier. But right. no. Nope. <laughs> not possible. Nope. Can't make things easier. We got to make it harder. Yep. And I think with, with this, I think if there's going to be with this and we're definitely going to keep an eye on this. Um, you know, I like to, a lot. There's a, again, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of un, 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 unanswered questions that should be addressed. So, all right, next stop. Remember movie pass. Um, well, uh, on geeking central F five live, our podcast, we covered it three years ago where there was there's tales of woe ranging from they lose lost millions of dollars, limits, limited its titles and so on. We could be spending another hour on that. <laughs> now it could be making a comeback. <clears throat> a New York City court granted co-founder Stacy Spikes ownership of the company and Spikes hopes to bring back the service next year. Um, he to- uh, Spikes told Insider, quote, we are thrilled to have it back and exploring the possibility of relaunching soon. Our pursuit to reclaim the brand was encouraged by the continued interest from the movie-going community. We believe, if done properly, <clears throat> excuse me, theatrical subscriptions can play an instrumental role in lifting movie-going in lifting movie-going attendance to new heights. Spike said he bid under two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the company. Wow, it's cheap. Um, though the assets does not include um, does not include customer data or email addresses. It's reported it remains to be seen whether Spikes will get a new version of we pass off the ground. For now, there is a placeholder site where people can sign up for updates. Um, Regal Cinemas, AMC, and Alamo Drafthouse are among the theater uh, among the theater chains that rolled out their subscription plans over the last few months, last few years. Though Alamo is on hold at the moment. At the minute, excuse me, it's unclear how movie plasts will exist alongside those and will develop better relationships with theaters this time around. No. And I, I have the AMC. That's a no. That's a no to both questions. <laughs> yeah, no, we will not see it come back. And no, they will not have better relationships. Yeah. The brand is too damaged. Mm-hmm. And, and $50,000 exact- cheap. It really is. I, I'd have figured out how to put together an investment group for two hundred and fifty grand. <laughs> but just like just like we talked about on our show when uh, OnlyFans tried to change who they were, right? Um, you can't rehabilitate a brand at that point. Right. And I think Movie Pass is at that same place. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a lot of people excited and then pulled the rug out from under them. Uh, not because they wanted to, but because they had to. Um, and I don't think that's a look that's going to work. And Todd brought up a, a, when, on his on, on this, uh, there was some changes made, and he got an email, and this was he had a monologue. He went, he went ballistic. I mean, he went. Okay. God bless the man. I can't remember. I can't remember what the episode. Um, I, I looked up earlier, and I should have pulled it up earlier. Um, when uh, he got an email, I think it was from 2019, I believe. I'm not really sure 
what uh what it was but basically yeah. he was like so i mean disappointed is the is an understatement mm-hmm. and you know and the confusion that he had and he literally was confused but he just went i mean i agreed with him like 110 and he just went yeah. on this long long i guess you can call it a rant but oh, about no. <laughs> But it was a valid rant. I mean, he just, I mean, oh, he, uh, a rant doesn't mean that it's wrong. <laughs> right. I mean, he was basically, I got to find it real quick. Hold on a second. Let me just, <laughs> let me just pull this up real fast. Uh, guys, I'm just give me a second. I, I remember it. I thought you were saying that he went on a new one when no. he first started talking. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yes. Oh my God. I remember this. Wait, let me, let me, um, it was, it was wild. I got to, I got to find it real fast. I'm just doing it just really quick. Give me, right. give me a yeah, I don't I don't know that they could that they could rehabilitate the brand at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, if I was going to be trying to purchase anything, any mm-hmm. of the assets, it would have been only the customer data and email addresses. Okay, wait, hold on. Here we go. Okay, I found it. Hold on. Okay, he said <laughs> he said mark movie pass marketing is run by an idiot. It's obvious I cannot hire anyone with half a brain with the money they are stealing from consumers, in my opinion. The latest email, this is from November 19th, 2018. So it was three years ago, sorry. And ironically enough, <laughs> ironically enough, my podcast, this podcast started <laughs> the same month. <laughs> the latest email, the latest email sent out was so bad that a five-year-old could have put it together a better marketing message. All they did was piss more people off and remember them how hard their service is. I truly do not understand that are still in business. Um, and then he has some insight on um, insight internet-based TV services. So, I mean, he just, I mean, God bless the man. I love the man. But he went, I mean, he just like took that ball and ran with it for like 10 minutes long. And if you want to go back to the episode, it's episode... Um, one three two six, um, November nineteenth, twenty nineteen. Or excuse me, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So definitely check out that episode, the first five ten minutes of it. And and I again, and that the <laughs> our podcast was on the same month, so definitely check it out. But it was, but yeah, this is something like, and I have AMC. I had the AMC subscription. I love it. Of course, I haven't been in a movie and gone this how long, but I still have. It, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, this is not going to go anywhere. So that's my that's my feeling. <laughs> he he spent a quarter million dollars on the brand assets, which mm-hmm. is the part that I don't think has value. The only thing I think that would have been valuable would have been purchasing the customer data and the email addresses mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, you remember Movie Pass? Well, here's <laughs> you know." Here's your golden ticket to the movies again under a new name. You know, I that would have been valuable. I don't know that spending any money on this brand would have been is a value. And like you said, once it's been damaged once, so I don't think you can basically you can um undo yeah. its uh <laughs> undo its tarnish for, for that long. So but we'll see. All right, next up the speaking of other other Bad news. Um, <laughs> the U.S. Department of Justice has sued Uber for allegedly discriminating against passengers with disabilities. 
In a complaint filed with the U.S. District Court for Northern California, the agency claims Uber violated Title III of the Americans with Disabilities Act, or ADA, by implementing a policy that has seen the company charge wait time fees to passengers who, as a result of disabilities, need more time to enter a car. The limit prohibits discrimination of individuals with disabilities by private companies. According to the Justice Department, the policy has been in place since 2016 when Uber implemented in, in it implemented in a number of U.S. cities before eventually expanding its use nationwide. Anytime a passenger needs more than two minutes to enter a Uber X car or more than five minutes in the case of an Uber Black or SUV, the company charges that individual a wait time fee. Uber contends most users pay, on average, less than, less than 60 cents when that's the case. However, Passengers with disabilities, including those with wheelchairs and walkers, often need more time to enter a vehicle than those without. Um, Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark for the DOJ's Civil Rights Division says, quote, people with disabilities deserve equal access to all areas of community life, including the private transportation services provided by companies like Uber. A spokesperson for Uber called the lawsuit, quote, surprising and, quote, disappointing. And the statement goes, reason part, quote, wait time fees are charged to all riders to compensate drivers after two minutes of waiting, but were never intended for riders who are ready at their designated pickup location but need more time to get into their car. We recognize that many riders with disabilities depend on Uber for their transportation needs, which is why we had an active discussions with DOJ about how to address any concerns or confusion before the surprising and disappointing lawsuit. It has been our policy to refund wait time fees for disabled riders, whether they alerted us they've been that they were charged. After a recent change last week, now any rider who certifies they are disabled will have fees automatically waived. We fundamentally disagree that our policies violate the ADA and will keep improving our products to support everyone's ability to easily move around their communities. I find this, I, my wife um, and I used um, Lyft. Um, I don't know what Lyft's policies are, but my wife has um, bad knees. So um, when, when I had a doctor's appointment, this was about a month ago, or less than a month ago, one of my many, <laughs> um, she came with me and the car was across the street and I walked across the street, but she needed some more time. And I think the span was like three minutes maybe before she got in the car. The driver didn't say anything. We didn't. I don't think we got charged for it, but I find it suspect where they, where a driver has to let the the driver has to ask that person or vice versa that the, the person's disabled. Why can't the person just wait a minute or two and and not be charged for it? So, so this policy. I remember when this went into effect, mm. and the policy is theoretically nothing to do with. Uh, getting into the vehicle, mm. it's basically being at the vehicle, right? You're supposed to be at this place at this time. Okay. And if you're not there, you know, uh, a great example is when we were doing uh, MetroCon. Um, mm. The driver got to us way quicker than they were supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we were still coming down the stairs with equipment. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, if we hadn't gotten down as quickly as we had, they should have charged us <laughs> because 
You know, we can see when they're supposed to be there and we know where we're supposed to be. We weren't, that was on us. We agree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But once you get to the vehicle, that's not supposed to apply anymore. So it's supposed to be for people who are, you know, screwing around getting to the car, not for time to get into the car because, you know, for again, for us, the idea that, you know, we have lots of things that we put into a vehicle when we travel, Mm -hmm. that would be, that would be unfortunate. And I've never, I've many times taken more than two minutes to get into a vehicle and I have never once been charged for it because I'm always there where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be, except at Metrocon Mm -hmm. that one day. And they didn't charge me for that either. So I don't know. I don't know how much this is enforced, which I think is an interesting aspect. Um, but I also don't know that it's necessarily discriminatory. It's an interesting situation. Yeah. I do like that that Uber has now put into a put into place, basically saying, you know, if you are you know a certified disabled person, right. then we're just gonna whoop, we're gonna wait, we're gonna knock that that wait time concept right off the, right off the map. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, there's again, we've got rules. Somebody's going to be a better player. Um, and so, you know, somebody's going to have grandma register the account right. and then use it themselves to get away, <laughs> to get away with things. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, I think that's a good middle ground. Obviously it wasn't intended to be discriminatory. Right. It was specifically because you're dealing with people who are spending their time. The drivers are losing money by you screwing around. Right. And, and so it was uh, it was an attempt to to uh, prohibit or in, at least encourage people not to to screw around. That's mm-hmm. all it was. Yeah. And if they do, then the driver gets a little bit extra. It wasn't intended to be discriminatory. And the fact that DOJ well, decided to file a suit and not. Hey, say to Uber, hey, uh, this is our problem because they do it with Google all the time, right? The DOJ will go, hey, so here's our problem. How do we solve it? And Google goes, we don't want to solve it. Go away. And they say, okay, lost. Right. Well, that's why it's that's why, that's why I believe I, I agree. You know, it, it's suspect where you know, and if Uber has certain policies, and I, again, I can't, I don't, you know, I use Lyft. I don't know about Uber's policy, but I, a lot of times. With a lot of terms of service, a lot of terms of service, people don't read them. They just basically download oh, the yeah. app and, and that's it. So, you know, I I think it's a sus- suspect. You know, again, to you know where they they're filing a lawsuit over something that could be easily be solved by this company, which so they already bring, have. Right, but as soon also, as it was brought to their attention that there was a problem, they came up with a solution. Right. Exactly. I just think this is like, you know, again, government getting involved. The government, here's the thing. Here's one thing we all know. The government doesn't like Uber, doesn't like Lyft. Um, The the state of California, which is mentioned by name in this article, Mm -hmm. um, uh, created laws to try and essentially outlaw Uber and Lyft in their state. Um, And... Biden campaigned on making those laws federal until a court essentially struck them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
that wasn't great. Um, it's very clear that the government has issues with Uber, Lyft, and right. other crowdsourced, you know, uh, gig economy <clears throat> type companies. Right. Um, so I'm not surprised they're going after them in a way that they're they don't go after their friends at Google. Right. Um, but it's unfortunate and yeah. completely inappropriate. Yeah, I. I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, so I'm going to call an audible because okay. uh, we're at we're at uh, quarter to eight now, and I'm, we're just going to call call an audible because I'm going to get, we're going to get this in. And I just uh, have to say, four hundred thousand dollars for a Steve Wozniak built computer, mm -hmm. a steal. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so we'll have a link up. We'll have a link up in the show notes on the uh, news of the week. Um, one is yeah the. Uh, um, someone bought a um, an Apple One four hundred thousand uh, dollars from for the original Apple computer built by um, Steve Jobs and nope. Steve, oh yeah it's both of them yeah I, both of them yeah Wozniak's name is first because he was a computer person right and Jobs is more of a uh, sales uh, <laughs> yeah more of a sales guy <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um, it's still functioning so um, also um, that's awesome. There's a uh, um, YouTube, and it's been talked about at every avenue of the internet about YouTube announcing about their hat, they're hiding their uh, public dislike counts on videos across its site. Um, so if you dislike this video, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I haven't seen the actual implementation of this because every time I've looked uh, at videos, it's still been there. It was yeah, supposed to have gone away on the 10th. Yeah, uh, and today is the 14th, and mm -hmm. videos I was looking at earlier today still had it. So I yep. don't know what the implementation is going to look like. I wonder if the little progress bar is going to be there. Obviously, it can't, right? Mm -hmm. Because then you'd be able to figure it out if you know how many likes there are and what percentage generally are like versus dislike. You should be able to figure out what a dislike is. Right. Yeah. So, so there's a but content creators will still be able to see it. The button's not going away. We'll be able to see our own, but nobody will be able to see other people's. Right. And there's a lot of debate up and down on, yeah, it's a good idea. No, it's not a good idea. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't personally, I don't care. I don't either. I liked, I like, I like to know personally when somebody has had a problem. Um, but same here. But I also don't really like, that Google occasionally will go and wipe out like a huge number of dislikes mm -hmm. off of a video. So it's not yeah, that I, useful of a statistic. Yeah. I, and I, again, I don't care, but also too, I'm kind of curious, but also too, if, if you are watching live or later on the replay on our channel, um, you know, if you have comments, you know, let us know, you know, good or bad, yeah. you know, commentary like is better than just a dislike um, mm -hmm. because it lets us know. Exactly. Um, a dislike theoretically publicly lets other people know. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're looking, you go, oh, that's not a highly rated video. Maybe that's garbage. Um, yeah. But the thing that they claim that they're trying to solve with this is um, dislike bombs, right? Where right. a whole community will go well, and dislike a video to screw up their statistics so people will stop watching it organically and it'll drop out of the algorithm. Like the YouTube Rewind. Uh the YouTube rewind from 20, was it 2019? I believe it was. Yeah, I think it was yeah, 18. No. Okay. 
2019 or 18. Yeah. Yeah. One um, of them. It was, yeah. It was like when it was like, like, like tens of that, like 10,000 or, or thousands of dislikes. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. So, yeah. Me personally, I mean, I like to, I mean, I'm all off for constructive criticism. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, you know, the, you know, if it's uh, what was talked about, you know, or an opinion. Yeah. You know, I would like to know like what they're, what, what's going on versus. But I also you know, like when I'm searching for a particular content or particular topic, mm-hmm. I personally, as a viewer, I like to see, oh, look, there are problems with this. Mm-hmm. But when you get into, when you've got rules, you've got a game, when you've got a game, you've got people that are playing it, you create mm-hmm. a, a dislike bomb and right. uh, all of a sudden it stops showing up in the search. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but that's not going to stop because the dislike button's not going away, and it's not going to not affect the algorithm. You're just not going to see it. So dislike bombs right. aren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. No, whatever. <laughs> stupid. Agreed. All right. There's also news. Um, speaking of CES, and this is, we'll have all this in our in the in the show notes. Um, where the um, one of the one item, which is going to be many, will get. I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot more, but. Um, the the president of Samsung's um, visual display business will deliver the pre-show keynote at SES next year. Um, not much, basically talking about climate change, which <laughs> Todd also <laughs> had a little wondering why he's talking about. I mean, climate change, climate change is important. I agree, one or ten percent. But he, his whole take on it, which I think I kind of agree a little bit, is when talking about climate change at, at a tech tech show. <laughs> it's not really <laughs> i guess <Yeah>. relevant <laughs> so, so is this this is this is on media day this is on the fourth yeah this is okay on media yeah yep. so this will be part of probably their their press event or is this a specific it's, separate it's event? a separate it's a separate event it's a pre it's it is on it's on the four it's on the fourth um so um which is media day media day right so it's not it's a preview it's not like the it's not the opening keynote the, the ceo gm is going to be doing the opening keynote well they do uh, they do lots of opening keynotes in fairness uh, oh okay there's there's usually six or seven uh big ceos that do opening keynotes mm-hmm. okay um you're right uh, microsoft used to be one of them for years uh but yeah i i don't know this will be interesting mm-hmm. yeah i just cur- especially I for a curious. company that is so whose upper management is so embroiled in controversy mm-hmm. and that's not, that's good i don't necessarily good know that i care it, and about that's what I'm, they had to say about anything except their own products Exactly, and that's and I and last year, um, I mentioned we had our when we did our pre-show, um, they announced the S twenty one, and I think they were announcing a couple of other things for the for the consumer space. Um, so I'm just kind of curious, why were they, you know? But we'll, I'm I'm just kind of curious. Actually, I'm gonna make it make a mental note <laughs> what they're gonna announce. I'm not going to that keynote. I'll say it right now. <laughs> I'll wait till what they see what they what they announce. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, also, there's news about I mean, there's a survey that um, most Americans know a little bit about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Um, yeah, but so the most, a, the percentage isn't that impressive. If I remember correctly, it's only like 54 percent. It's mm-hmm. just barely over the half. Right. 
Oh, 86% they've at least heard about it. Heard, heard about it, but also, but there's a small amount, 20%, 20% um, of those surveys said they heard a lot about it. Um, and there's 16% reportedly personally investing in it. So, um, 48% of adults had heard of Bitcoin and 1% had used it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's, yeah. I don't know. I think that survey is a little overblown. <laughs> right. <laughs> you think? <laughs> uh, all right. So I'll we'll have the links, uh, the news or news items in the, in the show notes uh, for this episode. All right. So next to last, uh, let me go back to make sure I got this here. Skip this. We're going to skip one more here. Cause like I said, we're on a time. A little bit of time construct constraint here, so we can get rid of less. Oh, okay. you want to give me enough time to go get a drink before the show's at the next show starts? I appreciate it. Yep, exactly. That's why we're uh, we're gonna uh, do an audible. That's why we're doing an audible. So, and I got a little streamlined. Okay, all right. So next to last, um, so if you followed the Rittenhouse trial, um, there's uh, there's an interesting note. Now we're not going to go into the dive into the trial as a whole. It's a tech news podcast. So if you want to more about the trial in its entirety, there's other ways you can find out what's going on with it. So that basically here's a tech angle from this trial. When Kenosha prosecutor Thomas Binger or Binger, if I mispronounce this guy's name, I apologize, cross-examined murder suspect Kyle Rittenhouse on Wednesday, he wanted to show Rittenhouse video on an iPad and use a touchscreen feature that phone and tablet owners around the world use every day, pinch zoom. Judge Bruce Schroeder's ruling, you shall not pinch. <laughs> Schroeder prevented Binger from pinching and zooming after Rittenhouse's defense attorney, Mark Richards, claimed that when a user zooms on a video, quote, Apple's iPad programming creates what it thinks is there, not what necessarily is there. Provide, he, Richards provided no evidence for his claim and admitted that he doesn't understand how the pin to zoom feature works, where there's a lot of people that don't either. But the judge decided the burden was on a prosecution to prove that zooming in does not, doesn't add new images into the video. When Binger proceeded with his cross-examination, he used a Windows PC connected to a TV instead of an iPad to display drone footage from August 25th, 2020, the night of the fatal shootings in Wisconsin. While the TV screen seemed to provide an acceptable alternative to Binger's preferred method of zooming in on an iPad, Rittenhouse testified that he couldn't tell what was happening in a video in response to some of the prosecutor's question. The next day, the trial featured a separate debate about the use of an image that was enlarged by a state crime lab employee. Judge Schroeder eventually admitted the enlarged image into evidence, quote, but Rittenhouse's defense attorney was also permitted to question the crime lab analyst about the software used with the jury present. Uh, he says, um, quote, um, I'm sorry, uh, Kenosha County Assistant District Attorney James Krause said, quote, with all due respect to your honor, I think the defense is trying to take advantage of your lack of knowledge about technology. The AP notes that disagreement was over a large image came a day after Schroeder told prosecutors they would have to introduce an expert to prove the images taken from a drone were not distorted if they used pin to zoom function on an iPad to make them easier to see 
prosecutors opted to show the jury the footage as as it was originally taken with no zoom. And there's a lot that's been talked about. There's a it's from Ars Technica that uh, reported on this. But basically, the whole crux of it was the crux of this uh, tech angle is <laughs> they're debating on how do you pinch a zoom. The the judge had uh, mentioned that he had a had his smartphone. He got a few texts. He was trying to pinch the zoom to text. So there was a long debate on basically pin to zoom and how it should be sh shown on screen. That's the whole summary of what, <laughs> what happened. So Apple is very proud of the fact that all of their image uh, processing has AI involved. And so from a legal standpoint, it is on the prosecution to prove to the jury, to explain to the jury why the image they're seeing is not a false AI altered image. I, I, I listened to a constitutional uh, lawyer talk on this topic. From a legal standpoint, it is on the prosecution, on whoever it is who wants to introduce the video. It is on them to prove that the technology being used doesn't, doesn't create a different image, which it does. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> it does create a different image. New mm -hmm. pixels are added. Right. Um, and when you're talking about, you know, Apple and their, their image enhancing and all the AI that goes into it, they're very proud of the fact that there's a chip in that iPad specifically with like eight cores specifically for doing that. Um, so from a legal standpoint, it is on whoever wants to introduce the, the evidence that also introduce an expert to explain why it's not false. I, th I think it was a solid ruling. I understand how a lot of people get confused on it. It is a silly, it is a seemingly silly concept. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you're talking about, you know, the birthday present that, uh, that you're, a picture that you you sent to grandma so she can see the picture the present that their kid got you know yes the pixels that are added not that important <laughs> but when you're talking about you know if you've seen the video it is way out there mm -hmm. and the number of pixels between uh Rittenhouse and uh and the other R whose name I can't think of now um is statistically insignificant and they're so close together there's so few pixels and so you know if you add three pixels to that it can make them look closer or further away I, there is a valid argument to it because i've seen the drone footage oh, drone footage it's not a drone the fbi has said several times it was not a drone it was a low-flying airplane Yep. Why they had a low flying airplane, why the FBI was specifically following Rittenhouse in this moment mm -hmm. is interesting to me. But that aside, um, if you're talking, you know, there are maybe there are maybe 16, 18 pixels between the two guys. Mm -hmm. If you alter three of them, everything changes. Right? That's mm -hmm. that's a 20% decrease or increase in the amount of distance between them mm -hmm. 
there's an interesting valid argument on that topic. I, I've been intrigued by this particular topic, if you can't tell. Mm-hmm. I'm and that's fascinated why, by it. And that's what and that's what fascinated me with it when I you know, and fascinated me with that they're arguing the arguing the merits of pin to zoom, mm-hmm. not to not to mention that you know, I'm not we're not lawyers or we're not legal right. you know, experts on this, but it's possible well, neither is ours technica. Also, good point. True, but <laughs> but just to like, it could go either way on on his case. Not a lot, maybe, but it could show the pinch of zoom to show what was see what's seen versus what's not re- not seen could play a small part. Maybe on the, on... I I think the prosecutor has. Uh has done a good enough job of proving that he's incompetent. I don't think this, <laughs> I don't think this case finishes. Right. Uh, one. Oh no, no, I, no, I, I don't think it's going to be a, like a whole thing on it. No, absolutely not. Oh, I don't think, I don't think this, this particular trial matters in the, no. in the long run. Right. Um, all the defense was trying to do was create, uh, uh, an attraction uh, grounds for appeal right in the unlikely event <laughs> that he's found guilty which he right. won't be right um but i think i think they were just looking for a way to say see the judge screwed us mm-hmm. that's all they were looking for he mm-hmm. didn't i don't think he expected the judge would agree with it <laughs> <laughs> but even but to add to add insult to, but to add insult to injury and i saw that i saw more i saw this you know, on when I was on the news and I was watching the coverage, but he explained the merits of having a smartphone. He had a Samsung phone, and he's trying to debate the merits of pinch to zoom or a text. And it was just like, holy crap, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Well, in fairness, in fairness, all text is false. Right, right. <laughs> because all text is vector, which means it's rendered on demand. Mm-hmm. So, so with a vector, it's all false and all true. You can pinch and zoom, and nothing is created because it's all done with math. But he also, but the judge also said point blank, "I don't know how this works," which is which is why it's on the prosecution to prove that it's not a problem. Because if it's if the judge doesn't understand it, he can't admit it without an expert explaining it. And he had, they had an expert explain it. <laughs> they abandoned the whole concept and they played it on a Windows 10 computer. I know it was a right. Windows 10 computer because it was the Windows 10 video player. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good to know. Running yeah. Windows 10. Yeah, the court's actually more modern than it usually right. is. Impressive. When... <laughs> Where some companies to this day, including mine, are on uh, Windows 7. <laughs> It's better than XP. You're fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot of companies are still on XP. Oh my goodness it's gracious! Terrifying. Okay. But yeah, right. I, it was fun to watch. Oh, I because I was watching it live. I've watched mm. almost the entire trial live. Um, mm. It was fascinating to watch because the prosecutor went, "What?" Right. <laughs> 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 oh 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was it was fabulous. But from a it's it's interesting when you're dealing with technology, right? And they mm. compared it to a magnifying glass. Right. Which is very different because a magnifying glass isn't adding anything. It's actually adding distortion. <laughs> But it's not adding or removing anything from the picture. But when you do a pinch to zoom or a zoom in, you literally are dealing with AI behind the scenes to because Apple doesn't want it to look all crunchy. Mm-hmm. Microsoft on Windows 10, Microsoft doesn't care. Here are the pixels. Look at them how you want. Mm-hmm. We don't care. <laughs> Better or worse. Right. <laughs> Microsoft says, here are the pixels. It is two, 240 by 320. <clears throat> You mm-hmm. want to put it on a on a 4K TV? That's fine. It's just right. going to be a blur. We're right. not going to try and figure out what it is. The burden is on you to figure that out. Right. But Apple says, no, the burden's on us. We're going to try and sharpen the edges and do things like that. Mm-hmm. As soon as you start sharpening the edges, just like just like with the photo, right? Anytime a photo is enhanced by a crime lab, the technician has to explain how it was done and what technology was used. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is the general consensus. If a photo is enhanced by a crime lab, the technician has to explain how it happened, which by the way, that was a fun cross-examination too, because the technician has no idea how the software works. Right. (laughs) And the looks, and the looks, and the looks on their faces were like so perplexed and confused. Like (laughs) we're back, basically we're back to square one. (laughs) Well, my, my thought is, you know, go into, go back to your law office, go talk to the girl that sits at the front desk and ask her how Microsoft turns the text in Word from black to red. She doesn't know. <laughs> right. And this guy didn't know how the software enhanced the image, only that it is standard forensic technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been using it for eight years. I have no idea how it works. Yeah. Okay. But it's yeah. been admitted in courts for a decade. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Right. That's, obviously, somebody at some point has explained to a judge how it works, and the legal system has accepted that as okay. But it's it's fascinating. It's fascinating to that, with the exception of this of this of this case. There's people that don't get don't don't get pinned to Zoom. Yeah. And how the, how it works, and and I try to explain it, and. <laughs> And it works different on different devices. Right, exactly. Right. And that's that's yep. an important part because yep. your current phone is running AI powered image enhancement on it, and right. your past phone was not. Exactly. You're right. Yep. And they're both pixels. And they're both pixels, right. <laughs> so, you know, it's <sighs> The, the defense has done a fantastic job. The defense's job is to go, hey, no, what? Yep. Right. Hold up. That is the defense's entire job in this case. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact pattern is in their favor. But their job is just go, hey, no, what? I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. Object to every piece of evidence that's yep. trying to be admitted. <laughs> it might work. It might it and it did for about a is good that, hour. <laughs> right? Is that not is that not the defense's job? Yep. To 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 try and prevent every piece of evidence possible from mm-hmm. being admitted. That's the whole that's the whole job of the defense. Right. And he did. He good did. Oh no, absolutely good on him on that. 
Yeah, time traveling uh, Brian Stelter over there. <laughs> definitely looks like Brian Stelter 20 years from now. <laughs> but he's he's done a good job. He, you know, he prevented stuff from from possibly being admitted. That's his job. He yeah. did good. Good on him. Yep. And I would love to and I would love to find out this is going to be played out. <laughs> oh. The, this thing is far from over. Oh, I know. I, I, Although I know. you can't, you can't, uh, you can't appeal an acquittal, right? So it may, it may not be far from over. No, but by any it, means, and again, yeah, it might, it might be done in like forty-eight hours. Yeah, for, again, again, for um, for those who are watching and listening, again, this is we're not debating like the case in its entirety, and, we're not, and we're not lawyers. We're it, right. I have I have listened to lots of lawyers speak on it from both mm-hmm. sides, mm-hmm. Um, and it's been fascinating. Constitutional attorneys, defense, and uh, yeah. and uh, prosecution. I've listened to a lot of commentary on it, mm-hmm. uh, but all I can do is go off of what they have to say. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I watched it as well, and uh, and there's a lot of things that I don't agree with or don't agree with, but. Um, but yeah, it was, just, but this part when I was do, doing the week, you know, it's week's news, it was that, exactly. I, I was like, this is, this is great. I'm putting, we're putting this in the week. <laughs> uh, it's right. possibly the most interesting tech story of the week. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I agree. That's what, you know, I should have done. Well, you know, I should put it at the top, but I figure, you know, but I figured it towards the tail end would be a lot, <laughs> be great, yeah, even, even better. It's fascinating. It is. Uh, so one of the one of the things that we're skipping here uh, mm-hmm. is the Disney Plus story. I think. Y- yeah. Okay. So yeah, the... we're going to be talking about Disney Plus in about an hour. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> on good, F5 but... Live. Good. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be talking about all the new stuff uh, that they announced on Disney Plus Day. Cool. Excellent. All right. Well, that's why. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's, we're going to skip that. Yeah. And I had I had a feeling you're going to announce that. Okay. All right. And finally, we have an and finally segment in weeks um so this is great all right now we all know about arby's for its roast beef sandwiches and its curly fries now they want to known for its french fry flavored vodka and you heard me right <laughs> french fry flavored vodka the arby's vodkas are naturally still from a base of potatoes rather than grains this tatterstall distilling in minnesota is making the spirits the curly fry vodka is <laughs> distilled with cayenne, paprika, onion, and garlic, and preserves the distinguished and authentic flavor profile of the traditional Arby's curly fry. Um, this is coming from uh, a statement from Arby's uh, parent company, Inspire Brands. Um, the crinkle quote: "The crinkle fried vodka is a subtle tribute to its namesake, made with real kosher salt and sugar to honor the rich tradition of salted potato chips." The vodkas will be bottled at 80 proof. Holy crap. Adventures drink, adventures drinkers will also be able to co- try some cocktail recipes, including a Bloody Mary that calls for Arby's horsey sauce. Oh, and, of course. Which is a worst fries can duck oxygen. Instead of a cel- slice of celery, Arby's just a mozzarella stick for a topper. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Tomato um, and, and mozzarella <laughs> have gone together since the beginning of time. I'm surprised that that is not the standard go-to. 
now that I've heard it, I never <sighs> would have considered mozzarella in a, in a in a Bloody Mary. But now that I've heard it, I can't believe that celery is <laughs> standard. <laughs> they have essentially just created a cocktail that is um, a loaded potato. In a, a sense, potato. in a sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the vodka collection will go on sale at at, um, at Arby's vodka Arby's vodka.com on November 18th, this Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern time in extremely limited supplies. A bottle costs, and you're get ready for this, a bottle costs $60. And include shipping. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> it better include shipping. <coughs> and a and a roast beef sandwich. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Um, you happy twenty one or over? And that, of course, <laughs> if you're no kidding, <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the spirits will only ship to certain states, California, Connecticut, Florida, Idaho, Louisiana, Minnesota, Nebraska, Nevada, Oregon, West Virginia, Wyoming, and Washington, D.C. as well. <laughs> so if that collection sounds familiar, I believe it's the same as the collection that the, uh, the Keurig Drinkworks <laughs> shipped to. Yes. Because that, that collection of states <laughs> sounds familiar to me. That sounds like where drink works. Because I remember that Florida was in there. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of states you couldn't ship a drink works to. So you would ship it to Florida and then somebody would ship it to you. Right. Well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how legal that is. I'm just telling I... you how people were doing it. Yeah, that's. I well... was... I was not at all at their booth listening to people go, who do we know in Florida? Well, Todd, well, Todd had, well, Todd had, um, done, done it, shipped it to his daughter down in Florida and had oh, ship and it, picked to... it up while he was here. <laughs> right. I remember. Oh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> to be honest, I, sh I thought about buying one of those and cause I actually um, lose it myself. So there, we did, Unrelated to this story. So you and I talked about this off air. Uh, uh, Pluckets Live didn't unplug this week where uh, basically because we weren't on Friday, Alante and I were like, let's fill that time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we did. We did a Pluckets Live unplugged on Friday where we did blind reacts to, um, to holiday gift guides. And we actually had a conversation about the drink works as opposed to the uh, oh it's with a b oh no i don't remember what it's called now um it's the bar barista maybe something like that mm. um and there's a plus and minus to both mm. obviously the drink works is a keurig you mm. put in a pod it spits out a drink but it seems to me that I could just take the pod and poke a hole in it and pour it into a glass, maybe. I don't know. I don't understand enough about what happens. It doesn't seem like it has to run through a filter or anything like coffee does. It doesn't have to get heated by a thing. So couldn't you just poke a hole in the pod and pour it yourself? I don't know. Um, 
But the other one, you have like these these reservoirs where you put vodka into this one and you put, you know, whatever. And then it'll mix the drink based on the based on the, the reservoirs. So you don't you buy your own alcohol, you don't have to buy a pre-made pod. So if you wanted to make the Bloody Mary with the French fry vodka, <laughs> you could. So I mean there it's an interesting there's a use for both of them. And the reason why I pulled, and the reason why I pulled this and it, when you said that um <laughs> cuz also the in one of the in one of the guides there was um <laughs> chicken nugget soap. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we wanted hand lotion that uh barbecue, like barbecue sauce. sauce. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> I That's have enough. bookmarked the link for the chicken nugget soap. <sighs> Because it was real, it was like surprisingly inexpensive for something so stupid. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. one of those things you're like, well, that's dumb. That's going to be 40 bucks. I think it was only like 14 bucks. I'm like, that might have to be mine. Because that's <laughs> one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, it was a good, I, yeah, it was a great uh, episode too. Uh, I caught about hour 30 minutes of it. Hour, yeah, hour and 30 minutes. Of it. it was a great, uh, great one. And we were discussing off air too, which I, um, um, is um, an idea which I'm definitely going. We're going to do is have him come on, and we have we break down what's playing on Hulu and Netflix for December. So as soon as I get all that, I get Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Netflix. That's going to be streaming on December. We're going to bring Alante on. <laughs> we're going to have a special edition just on the holiday streaming. The the streaming was streaming a special edition. Aside from this podcast, this episode, we're going to have a special edition. We're going to have a separate episode. We'll put up on YouTube on our YouTube feed um, channel. It's going to be. It's not going. To, it's not going to be on audio. We're going to do video because it's going to not going to be make sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's audio, one of those things that you want to see. Yeah. So when when that comes out, you know, it's going to be TBD. Um, we'll uh, keep. We'll, We'll let you know when it's going to happen. So we'll be so keep an eye out for it for a special episode or a special edition of GNC Week Review on um, the streaming platform. So that's going to be a lot of fun. All right, and Bartesian, by the way, Bartesian, B A R T E S I A N, Bartesian. Okay, okay, cool. Was right. the, the brand we interviewed them at CES several years back? Okay, it's a cool idea. Cool, excellent. All right. And that is tech news for this week for Sunday, November 14th, 2021. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at jeansweekly.com. Also, to be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And be sure to watch and tune in at gncweekly.com slash live Friday evenings, 8 p.m. Eastern time. So please be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. Also, be sure to make sure to click on a bell and always like notifications so you will not miss the uh, you will not miss the next episode. Also, be sure to share this episode with people you know. Check out the podcast also. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to tune in 
to FI Refresher Technology with Scott and Abram Pilch tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, which is about 45 minutes from now, or roughly about 40 minutes from now, at f5live.tv slash join us, or be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you have a comment on this week's episode, we'll love to hear them. Um, hound over to gncweekly.com slash connect and connect via email, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Kirk Corliss. Scott is on Twitter at Triple T M A B O till the next episode of GNC Week in Review. So long. Ciao.